What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's up? Jumped right in. I didn't. I was checking to see if we were recording. You're just all fired up. Yeah, man. How's it going? Things are fine. Yeah. Uh, kinda. Yeah. So let's start with all the things we have to do so that we don't forget and then get yelled at. <laughs> uh, or so, breach contracts or some stuff. Yeah, breach of the SLAs. The sponsors, man. We gotta we gotta talk about our friends. So, still didn't give us a new script. Addie's fine wine and spirits. <laughs> no, <not. laughs> it's like you're new here. I love it. Oh God! Queen City Creative Works. There you go. Doing good things over there in Chicktawaga. <laughs> uh, marriage family ran operation where they brand all things Buffalo Happy Hour as well as customized items so feel free to check them on at queen city creative works we have a partnership with them uh coming up with a lot of products that you may find interesting coasters koozies bottle openers tumblers uh like i mean all the things a tumbler i guess i mean yeah then they have water bottles that are separate from tumblers right Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go they're branding a notebook for me right now that i got for christmas that's super intense right is it leather yeah Hell yeah. I don't skimp out. We're the Buffalo Happy Hour, bro. I can't go in with something oh like goodness. plastic. I mean. This is an amateur hour. Yeah, and then it would just melt under the laser. <laughs> yeah. So that's fine. But yeah, so Queen City Creative Works. Definitely check them out. QueenCityCreativeWorks.com. They have a great website. Uh, and they are a Etsy shop on roids. So feel free to work with them. And you'll be happy. They do ship right with uh, USPS. Mm-hmm. So all the things. Our other sponsor is... High Peaks. No script. High Peaks. 
They're they're in the middle of <laughs> reworking their their business name as well. Yeah. Um, but they are a first person drone, veteran owned business that focuses on marketing for small businesses in Buffalo and the surrounding area, and they do a great job with their drone operation. Uh, if you are looking to enhance your marketing experience for your customer base and patrons, then reach out to HighPeaksImagery.com. Image. HighPeaksImage.com. And check out all things that they do, and you will not be disappointed. And they've flown in crazy conditions weather-wise. Mm-hmm. And they're just awesome people. They so, do some shots that make me nauseous. Like they go up waterfalls and then do a 360 and then shoot back down. And I think it's because they go real fast or real slow with their drones. Oh, yeah. Because they're able to do that. They're nuts. Yeah. But, so, but good dudes. Go hit them up. Yeah. Check them out. They'll elevate your marketing to a whole other level. Good. And then you'll see Addy's logo in the bottom left of your screen because we they're always everywhere. appreciate you guys. And they're everywhere. Correct. So feel free to check out their app. Yeah, so. link, link in the description below. <laughs> Speaking of patrons, because you said about patrons, we also have a Patreon. Yeah, we Just got get a everything out there. Yeah, in the first five minutes. Yeah, got a Patreon. Before We're doing good stop, things. Start tuning out. No, it's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/BuffaloHappyHour. If you want to join our Happy Hour crew, we have five different tiers, ranging from three dollars all the way up to fifty. No idea who would actually spend fifty bucks. Actually, we do know who would spend fifty bucks. But if you are interested in becoming part of our crew, you can go there. Patreon.com/slash/BuffaloHappyHour. We have some perks there also if you join, including a yearly shirt, which will commemorate your anniversary with uh, joining the Happy Hour crew. So kind of cool something that will obviously not be available to anybody else except for our patrons so uh, if you are interested in that definitely go check that out uh patreon.com slash buffalo happy hour and subscribe to our youtube channel let's just get it all out no i'm just kidding uh i was you got got a fun fact for me today yeah useless fact love it al capone's business card said he was the used furniture dealer what does that even mean (laughs) who's dealing furniture not a salesman apparently al capone yeah, it just says that his business card was a, uh, it said that he was a used furniture dealer. And to be fair, he was credited with saying on his way into the court when he turned himself in that he uh, he runs a business. He's got like 500 people working under him. That's what basically he was saying. But uh, yeah, he was in the mob, so everything's fine. Isn't the mob like up again? Like coming on the they rise? They exist. Yeah. They never went anywhere. The Gambino family or something's yeah, coming back? Yeah, they never went away. Why does Gambino make me uh, remind me of Sandlot? What was the uh, the great Gambino? The great Bambino, right? Yeah, is it Bambino or Gambino? No, well, it's it's both. Bam, uh, freaking Christ! No, it's not. It's one or the other. It's not. It's not because the Gambino family also said it. Well, yeah, but the the great Bambino was a baseball it, player, right? Correct, Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah, right. Dude, I don't like baseball. I hate baseball. But th- anytime I hear Gambino or Ambino, whatever. Mambrino King. I always think of Sandlot. <laughs> yes, but yes, the Bambino is Babe Ruth. I just what I'm looking up specifically is when did the great Gambino? Uh, when was it said? Because there's, hold on, it was also a show. The great Gambino was like a lion really? in a circus that attacked its uh, trainer. Oh, I remember that. Well, it wasn't recent, but yeah, it was on live TV in 1956, mm-hmm. October. Yeah, I was alive. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. That's wild. Anyways, All lots right, of lots Before of we dive in even more. 
the hell is I, this? I put it in a pink bag for you too. Why is this in a pink bag? Is it's this a, a pillow? It's a gift for uh from Megafan and I. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta open it up. I know, Derek. I'm not just gonna stare <laughs> at it until the last two minutes. Alright, so now before you sh show the camera what it is. Am I supposed to look at one side or the other? Well, the black side. Pull the black side out. Am I supposed to look at the black side? Turn it around first, just so I can make sure. So turn it around towards me. Make sure things didn't mess up. All right, now pull it out. That's what she said. Okay, you're good. All right, so if everybody can see, throw it up to the camera. Okay, I'm going to look away. It's fine. No, you're, you're good. It's all good. I saw it already. So it's a black pillow. All, all right. right. Yep. Now turn it back around and reveal it. Have you ever seen one of these before? Oh, it's a... Oh, I got to flake it down? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, why does it feel like that? <laughs> Ugh. Have you ever seen one of these before? No, I don't... You've never seen one of these before? No, no, Derek. I'm not lying to you. This is be awkward. Be an athlete, dude. What do you mean, be an athlete? I don't want to hurt it. It's not going to hurt it. It's meant to do that. What is this? <laughs> is that Nicolas Cage? <laughs> Yes, dude! That's amazing! Oh my oh, god. god. I cannot wait to... This is the feature pillow <laughs> in our living room for Colleen to just enjoy. Turn Thank it you. for the camera. Thank you so much, Sean. Oh my god. And Derek. It's hilarious. Hold on, let me do the full reveal. It's like a scratch-off. <laughs> oh my god, is that Nicolas Cage? <laughs> Dude, this is the greatest thing in the history of the world. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. God. It's almost like I needed ocular devices <laughs> to figure out what it was, dude. He is. He's you, the greatest. You say Steve Buscemi's the ugliest guy. I think Nicholas Cage is up there. No Oh, way. my God. He is brutal. Look at that pillow. Oh <laughs> Dude, this is amazing. Prop it up uh, behind the Woodford the rest of the show. There it is. It's awesome. Oh, my God. It is so funny. <laughs> that they're not even better. When Sean sent it to me, he's like, we got to do this for Mike. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Where did this come from? Amazon. Dude, you can find anything on Amazon. Oh, this is just fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait to show this to Colleen. She's going to be so annoyed. <laughs> This is what made it worth it. I mean, our whole podcast, this is worth it. That's it. The last two and a half years, that's oh all we need. It's so funny. Dude, he's, such, he's got such an ugly mug. Oh, that's that's brilliant, man. Okay, so weekly recap. Uh, Christmas occurred. Yeah. Uh, the Bills beat the Patriots. Suck it, Tyler. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, what I mean, okay, I couldn't even tell you the gifts so far because I'm not even done. Oh, yeah? No. Like, I have to go to Syracuse, and then I got to exchange uh, in Syracuse, and then you and I didn't exchange, but we exchanged. It's fine. But thank you. Yep. Uh, thank I, you. I, yeah, absolutely. I just can't. Dude, the holidays are exhausting. They are very exhausting. So have you guys adopted new traditions separate from what you grew up with, or have they been relatively the same? Like This is the last year of the norm. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. What? Why are you changing it for next year? Just for convenience? That, um, like, grandparents have passed, yeah. and then it's just very hard to juggle between all the parents and trying to figure, like, because I got two in-laws in Syracuse, and, like, my wife's 
parents are divorced, so that adds to it. And then they're, you know, whenever we have kids, that's going to throw a ripple into it because obviously everyone's going to want to see their grandkids and we're the only one with kids mm-hmm. first. So we're just trying to figure that out. Um, I, like, Conley's not pregnant, right? But we know what's going to happen. So I, I just, I mean, God willing, yeah. you know, PTL. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. It's going to be nuts. What about you? There's, like, obviously a ton of bad stuff has happened during COVID, but that was one of the better things that happened was that, like, people just want to stay home by themselves a lot. Yeah. And that was a lot of my family. So my parents obviously divorced. There, we had to, like, traditionally, this is what it used to be before, like, everything happened with my mom, then before everything is now with my parent, like, my new families. So we would go to my grandmother's on Christmas Eve. This was what it used to be before I met Gina. Grandmother's on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, we would wake up, go to my mom's house, and we'd go to my dad's house, and we'd go to my aunt's house, then we would go to my other aunt's house, and then my grandmother's house. All on Christmas? So we would do five stops on Christmas Day. It was stressful beyond belief. I was always exhausted. And then I met Gina, and then we tried to figure out how we can do, like, my parents, my family stuff still, but also integrate her stuff, which was impossible. So now we just do, like, everybody... There was no, like, extended family party this year, really, for Christmas. It was all, like, aunts, uncles, like, everybody, do your own thing. Like, we, we'll get together at some point, call it a holiday party. No one's exchanging gifts anyway. I'm not getting gifts from my uncle or my, my aunt. I don't want gifts from them. No point for them to give me gifts. So why not not, like, crowd up Christmas Day and let's do something maybe, like, a month later. Call it, like, a family holiday party. All get together, have fun. Don't exchange gifts. It's pointless. But why crowd up Christmas even more? So that's what we've been doing. Is it like this year? It was super easy. It was just my mom's on Christmas Eve, my dad's early for brunch on Christmas morning, and then Gina's parents at night. That's it. So much simpler this year. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. But yeah, that's the new tradition that we're going to be doing. Is like three stops max for those two days. I don't want to do anything more than that. I'm done. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Holidays are stressful, dude. A divorce I sucks. It. Yeah, it sucks. Like, you know, it's it good when you're suck. a kid because you get, like, twice the gifts. Yeah, but... When you grow older, you're like, I just want to sleep. Yeah, exactly. I'm tired. Yeah, when you're 30, you just want to take a nap. Yeah. Um, the only thing that doesn't suck is this pillow. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the greatest thing. <laughs> I just can't stop staring at it. And he's staring right at everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. So awkward. <laughs> you know he's, like, one... He's a Hall of Fame actor. No, he's not. He is, dude. Has he ever won a Grammy? Or oh, Emmy he, or whatever. He must. It's Nicolas what Cage. What are they called? What is the difference between a Grammy and an Emmy? I don't. You're asking too many. And an people. Oscar. Oh my God. Biggest award Nicolas Cage has ever won. This is it, man. I mean, it's. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. There's a lot better. He won an Academy Award for Best Actor. Is that the highest? Yeah, I don't think there's anything higher than that. I think the Academy Award is the lowest. He's won. He's won over. Oh, dude, he's won a lot. They're all just trying to make him not hurt himself. Hold on. He's gotten two Academy Awards, two BAFTA Awards, four Golden Globes, two Critic Choice Movie Awards, and three Screen Actor Guild Awards. Jesus. But that doesn't. Uh, he was nominated for a bunch, but yeah, you know, I mean, obviously. The 1997 classic, The Rock. The 1998 classic, Con Air. He won awards with uh, also City of Angels, Snake Eyes, The Family Man. 
He was nominated for Gone in 60 Seconds, should have won it, you know? I mean, it was just... Leaving Las Vegas is obviously a cl- another classic. I mean, it's just anything with him in it is just better. Yeah, the well-known, the most well-known award in American cinema, the Oscars, are handed out every year to actors, directors, producers, and film professionals who worked the previous years. The Academy Award ceremony was inaugurated in 1929, so the Academy Awards are the top, right? Is that true? Well, Nicolas Cage won it twice. So. No, the Nobel Prize is the first. Nobel Prize. What? That doesn't have anything to do with the actors. Why did this come up? The Booker Prize? What's the Booker Prize? This is why we got to use DuckDuckGo. This we'll is, get the yeah, facts. No, this is Britain's most prestigious leader. I don't care about the Brits. We won. Uh, the Academy Award is next. So the, okay, so Nobel Prize is the first, like the top award you can ever earn. Second is the Booker Prize. Third is the Academy Awards. The I don't top know. award you can ever win in <laughs> your life is an Academy Award. Because you were so good at being somebody else on TV. You know what I want? I oh, want brother. the I want the what is it? The Freedom Medal, the Medal of Freedom from the President. Oh yeah, that's what I want. The Golden Globes, the Brit Awards, the Grammys, the MTV Video Music Awards. How did that even make the top ten? Dude, Jesus, what is this? I don't know, man. When was the last time you watched a music video? A long, a real long time ago. <laughs> yeah, years. Do you remember what it was? It was the last music video you watched? Was it on? It had to have been on YouTube, right? No, probably MTV with I'm Blue. That music video was sweet back oh, the, in the day. It, is it If I Was Green, I Would Die, or If I'm a Dean? We already went over this, Derek. <laughs> Goodness. So, you know what the first music video was on MTV? No. Video Killed the Radio Star. Really? The first. How yeah, do you know that? Trivia. All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, I have a new pet peeve. What? Me. <laughs> No. <laughs> Nicholas Cage pillows. No, those things are amazing. Um, all right. You are at a gas station. Okay. There's two sides to a gas station centralized pumping station stand, whatever you want to call it. Okay. okay? There's the right side and the left side for whatever side your gas tank is on on your car. You know about the trick, right, to figure it out? Yeah, the arrow. Yeah. It's not a trick. It's by design. It's literally manufactured <laughs> that way. But nobody knows it. Yeah, yeah. Because people are clueless, which brings me to my pet peeve. So I, you tell me for today, hey, let's shoot for like 4, 4.30. I'm like, okay, perfect. So I wrap up everything I got to do. I make sure I'm all set. And then I leave so that I'm going to arrive at 4.15. And then I get a text saying, well, let's do 445, actually. I'm still finishing things. Like, that's fine. I still have to get gas. It's the age-old conversation that we've had since we started this podcast. I was basically already here. No, I actually didn't need gas. I was at a quarter tank because, again, I drove to Springville for a collapsed house. (laughs) Anyways, pull into Quick Fill. My gas cap is on the left side of my car, driver's side. No issues. I pull in. I pull up. I'm taking a look. The place is mopped. There's a U-Haul van. Uh, it's like a 26-foot super mover. Ooh. Rounded curves all over it, right? Whatever. Marketing. It's a giant U-Haul truck. You're not going to get good gas mileage. I had to break it to you. So I pull up, and I'm looking, and then there's two, two other cars for three total pumps. Everything's blocked on the right side that I have to use because my gas cap is on the left side of my car. There's a gap in the middle 
on the left side. And I'm like, perfect. I can whip around and then sneak right in and start pumping gas. So I go all the way around to make a U-turn. And then as soon as I start to make my U-turn, I look at where I'm going to drive because that's what you do when you drive. And the person who's in the front of the stand of the pumping station is so far away from the pump in the middle of the road. Oh, yeah. You can't even comp- – and, I, dude, I went, to, I went to Saturn. I was so mad. I was like – I instantly white-knuckled, and he knew it. He, like, he felt bad. And I'm like, how self-absorbed are you that you have to drive to the brink of the hose extension <laughs> radius to pump gas that that's your move? Like, that's where you are right now in the world? You're like idiot, <laughs> idiot. That's like calling Massachusetts Massachusetts. Yeah. Another reason why I hate Patriots fans. So I, I can't do it. I I went to I went to Saturn, I screamed, and then Tim Dillon made me laugh because I was listening to his show, and I'm like whatever. Then I just waited, and then he drove away, and I go, you know what? I I hope you hit a squirrel and something <laughs> happens to your tire. Jesus. You're okay, but your car's not. Like one of those. Yeah. Pump gas came here. Everything's fine. Perfect. Set up. But anyways, um, they found a second Earth, so we should probably talk about that. They found a second Earth? They found a second Earth. What does that mean? Uh, I'll read it to you. But they found a planet that's larger than Earth that is Earth, and I'm sure it's where aliens live. Researchers have confirmed this is as of yesterday. The Was this on the Joe Rogan? Is that no, why I heard it? Oh. No. No. I don't listen to them like you do. Yes, you do. Stop I it. do not. I do not listen nearly as much as you think I do, and you are the one that comes here and you're like, did you listen to today's episode with Tim Yeah, I, I, specific people. You watch every one. No, I don't. Not at all. I watch only people that I'm like interested in, so like everyone. <laughs> uh, what? No, I don't watch that much. Researchers have confirmed the existence of a second Earth located in the Proxima Centauri system. The planet likely has oceans just like Earth and may host alien life. In the past, thousands of exoplanets have been discovered in the universe, but none of them is like Proxima B. The planet named Proxima B is believed to be around 1.3 times the size of our planet and has the ideal temperature on the surface for water in a liquid state to exist. Proxima B as has been baptized has very promising characteristics. It is probably rocky slightly more massive than our own planet and is located in the region around its star that would allow liquid water on its surface to exist. And they have a photo of it. And it it looks like a a rockier, dirtier, uh, more sand and dirt version of Earth with clouds. That's pretty sick. So I'll send Where this to it? you and then you get... It's in the universe. I... I, I don't know. That way? I don't... <laughs> what do you mean? Where is it? I don't know. We have a telescope right here, right? Just yeah. Look it <laughs> so... So is it... It's not, obviously... Is it part of our solar system? I Probably not, no. Like our galaxy... I, I, dude, I'm so inept when it comes to... And you expect... I can't even <laughs> find the average, and you well, want you me to know... you have, like, weird knowledge. I do have very weird knowledge. So I don't know if you knew, like... Because I don't know anything about the solar system. I don't barely know what order the planets are in. Oh. In relation to the sun. Do you? I just know Pluto is the last, but I also know Pluto is kind of not a planet anymore. But they also is. It's not. It's it's officially a star. But this is not in the Milky Way. So this is like millions of light years away, and we found it. And how? What do you mean how? How did we find it? The telescope that I told you about. No. 
What do you mean, no? That's why we do these things. Yes, it's a satellite that's a telescope that's out there. So how do they say how far away it is? Let me look. How far away is, what is it, Plan B? Proxima B. Proxima B. Distance from Earth. 4.2 light years away. Holy shit. How do you even get there? You don't. 4.2 light years. Yeah, so it's, I mean. How far away is the sun? Four point, what did I say, two, four? Four point two light years, that's all I heard. Light years to miles. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, here we go. You ready? <laughs> here, here you go, Mike. Patreon, 2.5 times 10 to the 13th power miles is how far away this thing is. So 10 to the 7th is a million. I'm sorry. 10 to the 7th is a million? Yeah, right? No, wouldn't it be six or six zeros in... Well, no. Yeah. There's six zeros in a million. Yeah. Okay. So ten to the six is a million. I'll, wait, there's yeah, there's six. <laughs> I don't think it works. Does it work just like that? How many zeros there? Are? What's million in exponential form? Look that up. This is we're so dumb, dude. <laughs> I like to think that I'm smart, but I'm not at all. What is million in? Exponential form? Yeah. One million is ten yeah, to the one, six. Ten to the six, yeah. So ten million is ten to the seventh. Alright, so thirteen million. Oh my is, god, Mike is so mad right now. It's like both of you into to my classroom. <laughs> <laughs> so ten to the thirteen million or thirteen uh, exponent is ten trillion miles away. Yeah. So, so it's four So it's four hundred trillion? No, it's 4.2. No, it's 4.242 trillion miles away. Yeah, it's 42 trillion miles from Earth. Jesus, dude. How? How do we even see this stuff? All right, you want to talk about conspiracy theories here? Why is it that when they're trying to tell you, like, hints to figure out because, like, you're stupid, let me help you figure out what this math problem means, they use 4.2 times 10 to the 6th. 4.2. 4.2. We were just talking about that. It's 4.2 trillion. How? Conspiracy. I don't believe it. So they just found this stuff with the telescope, and they're like, that looks inhabitable. So yeah, they don't basically. know if it is. Well, yeah, until we get something on, on ground. Well, I mean, what if someone's there? What's the furthest we've ever traveled in space? <laughs> we need a Jamie. We really do. I know. We, I know. we need somebody to like video record everything that we do outside of the podcast. To look up some of this stuff, we just need somebody to help us. It's just a cry for help. Voyager 1 is the farthest human-made object from Earth. NASA launched it on September 5th, 1977, and as of October 2019, it had traveled 13.7 billion miles from the planet. Jesus, it's still got a while to go, and it took, what, 60 years? (laughs) Yeah, 77 to 2019. Holy shit, this so. Wow. And it's only at 14 billion miles, and it has to go 42 trillion to find that planet? Yeah. I ain't getting there at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not while well, well, we're here. Is Voyager 1 still transmitting? It's one of the oldest probes and the most distant like that word. human-made object from Earth. It's still doing science. <laughs> <laughs> but even as it drifts farther and farther from a dimming sun, it's still sending information back to Earth, as scientists recently reported in the... Astrospherical Journal. 
even their journals are annoyingly named. <laughs> like, can you just help? You know, Extra spherical. Yeah, like, help us out. You know, no one's at your level except for the three of you that wrote the friggin' article. Like, but we have to have something that we've created now that can surpass that quicker, right? Like, yeah, I mean, dude, this thing is like now. the Voyager one passed Jupiter and Saturn, and it's just like, see you later. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just out there, man. There was a picture that just circulated of inside Saturn, like inside the rings. Yeah, which is sweet. sweet. But I don't. So hold on. What's your question about telescopes? How? I mean, I know how telescopes work, Mike, but I'm just saying, like, I don't understand how we can reach that level. Like, we have the technology to reach that level, but we don't have the technology to cure cancer. Are you serious? Money, dude. I know. That's depressing. Earth's best telescope. We can create a vaccine for COVID in nine months, but we can't do anything with cancer. No. Too, too many people ride their bikes to raise money. What's the best telescope on Earth? NASA. Oh, perfect. That's definitely not what I wanted to hear. Like, that's that's an organization. That's not a telescope. Like, but I'm dumb, but God almighty. Okay, so some... Some have called NASA's James Webb Space Telescope the telescope that ate astronomy. It's the most powerful space telescope ever built and a complex piece of mechanical origami that has pushed the limits of human engineering. And that is as of October 2021. So So how far can you zoom in with that? What's the most powerful optical telescope in the world? We've just ascended the tallest mountain in the Hawaiian Islands. Maui Keen to see the pair of 10-meter Keck telescopes, the largest and most powerful optical telescopes in the world. That's optical, though. Like, can you imagine? Okay, so, okay, okay. So, how far will James Webb see? Yeah. That's the one from NASA. So, it'll be able to see what the universe looked like around a quarter of a billion years, possibly back to 100 million years after the Big Bang, when the first stars and galaxies started to form. No. That doesn't answer my question. It does, because that's how space works. But there still needs to be like a distance component to it. It's not seeing in a historical reference. It's not saying, I can see with this telescope what it was like 40,000 years ago. That's not possible, because it's already existed. I'm talking about distance. Unless we just copy ourselves. What if that's the case? We just keep every like 100,000 years, we just copy ourselves and move further away. That'd be kind of cool, right? Yeah, I guess. Hold on, let's see. Do you think previous, like, not generations, but, like, before, like, before we were even around as a species, do you think there was a species before us that was doing the same thing before they died? Like, they had a telescope this powerful before they, like, they went extinct? Well, yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but they had, um, I mean, we've had to reinvent the wheel twice because we've lost so many things due to fires and war. Yeah. You know, like, the... Um, what is it? The Library of Alexandria or whatever? Yeah. You know, like all of that, and that's what's sad. So okay, I'm I'm deep dive now into. I feel like I'm Jamie. Love it. I found an article that literally depicts between Hubble and this new one that replaces Hubble. Pull it up, Mike. We're trademarking it. Yeah, basically, it's the type of light do the telescope see. So the new one was designed to focus on the infrared part of the spectrum, from red light to infrared. It means it won't be able to see an ultraviolet light like Hubble, but it will be able to focus on infrared bright objects like extremely distant galaxies. Okay, so is it replacing the, the Hubble? 
It doesn't cover the same types of light, so no. Okay. <laughs> how big are the telescopes? Don't care. I just want to know how far I can I, see. I'm trying, Derek. <laughs> what are the distances between the telescopes on Earth? Don't care. How far back in time can it see? I don't get that point, though. Okay, so the further away an object is, the further back in time we are looking. I don't like that at all. I don't... Okay, then complain to NASA. I, how is that even possible? <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Because the universe is still expanding. This is what we talked about before in another weekly episode. But you're still not seeing back in time. You're just seeing a distant object in the rearview mirror. That's not you going back in time to look it's at this. It's because of the time it takes light to travel from the object to okay, us. Okay, that makes sense. You have that to let sense. me finish reading, Derek. They answered it for us, you know, normal, thin, <laughs> normal folk. With its larger mirror, it'll be able to see almost the whole way back to the beginning of the universe around 13.7 billion years ago. With its ability to view the universe in longer wavelengths... Because it's seeing an infrared light. I just want to say this is way above our mental capacity. <laughs> someone I have in the no someone, idea what this means. someone in the comments can explain it. I'm just gonna read it. So hold on. Okay. With its ability to view the universe in longer wavelengths, infrared light, the new telescope will be capable of seeing most of what distant galaxies are in the universe, certainly with more ease than the visible ultraviolet light view of Hubble. It's because light from distant objects is stretched out by the expansion of our universe, an effect known as redshift, pushing the light out of the visible range and into infrared. Because it's expanding, it's changing the light form. That's insane. So it's changing it from uh, whatever the Hubble sees to infrared. So this might be stupid. It goes from ultraviolet to <clears throat> infrared. All right, so this might be stupid. Question. And I know you don't know the answer to this, but if I'm understanding this correctly, and this thing is 4.2 or 42 trillion miles away, is it possible that this telescope is viewing what Earth used to look like? And this is just a copy of what Earth was back. Right? I'm not high enough for that question. <laughs> because if we could technically see in the past with this, which doesn't still make sense to me. <laughs> And this looks exactly like Earth, just bigger. It's a possibility that we shrank as we destroyed everything. We need him to accomplish this. We need him to help us. Have him go steal the telescope for us. We just need the ocular devices. <laughs> I hate this conversation. It makes my brain hurt so bad. At least we learned something. Did we, though? Because I, I mean, can't recite any of that. Basically, the Hubble All telescope... All I know is that 10 to the 13 is trillion. I guess if it's ultraviolet, then it's closer to us. And that's what the Hubble picks up. This new one, the James Webb, sees infrared. Sounds like a backup quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he dropped out of Ivy League. <laughs> yeah. So, 
the James Webb can see infrared, which means that it's at a further distance because of the expansion of the universe changes it from ultraviolet to infrared. So what's the spectrum? Does it go intra- infrared yeah. all the way up to ultraviolet? It's it's based on micron size, and they mentioned it at the very top, so now i got to scroll all the way. <laughs> okay, so... The James Webb has been designed to focus on the infrared part of the spectrum from 0.6 red light to 28 microns infrared. What's COVID? Yeah, COVID is like 0.12 to... No, it's 0.08 to 1.2 micron in size. Um, but that's... I'm. Well, no, it's not because it's micron. So it's basically COVID. <laughs> um, okay, so that's red and infrared. Okay, so it's 0.6 to 28 micron. The I Hubble, am so dumb when it comes to this stuff, dude. It's so an average human hair is like forty-five to forty-seven micron. Well, I'm more talking about like the like infrared versus red. Like, are they actually the, the colors? <laughs> oh, Jesus, Derek. Okay, so hold on. So I'm I'm actually tracking this because it's in front of my face. So infrared is 0.6 to twenty-eight. Ultraviolet is 0.8 to two point five but not to the extent that James Webb can. Instead, it focuses its unique ultraviolet, which is 0.1 to 0.4 micron, capabilities on work that cannot be done from the ground, and its visible light instruments on producing the high-resolution images we are most familiar with. Light travels in a range of frequencies along the electromagnetic spectrum. Our eyes have evolved to detect the band of the spectrum, which is known as visible light, which is unsurprising given that our atmosphere blocks out many of the other wavelengths however there are many other forms of light we cannot see both inside and outside our atmosphere so if you're in space you can see other light colors that you can't see in earth because our atmosphere blocks them Mm. but that doesn't necessarily mean we can see them because our eyes may not be able to do that so are we all colorblind to an extent yeah yeah by our environment yeah like dogs see in black and white yeah so, infrared light has a longer wavelength and can pass through objects in space that visible light's blocked by, such as gas. So, that's why this is huge, because the Hubble telescope may have an object blocking the light source, while the new telescope, the James Webb, can yeah. penetrate those objects and then see the infrared light, because it's not blocked the infrared light, it only blocked the visible light. So, that's the biggest difference. I still don't get it, but whatever. That's really wild. So, I still am fascinated about this whole second Earth thing. We need to talk to somebody significantly smarter than us that can put it into terms that we can understand. Yeah, yeah. We need someone who can articulate it. Is there it. anybody, like, we're not known for our science here. We're known for our medical, right? Like, there's probably not. Our area? Yeah, yeah basically. But, I mean, I'm sure there's a professor at UB who could break it down. There's got to be. I would love to. Yeah. You want to try to reach out to him? Yeah. Because this sounds like super interesting. I would love to talk to him. Just be like, this. hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, I need The you. second Earth thing. Can you explain this to me? Because I yeah. have no idea. Is it actually red light? Or are we talking about like infrared <laughs> is blue? <laughs> He's going to be like, you're so dumb. I'm so excited, dude. Um, yeah, we should definitely reach out. Because I think, I mean, we've generally gotten good comments back from people where they're like, that was actually really fascinating. Yeah. Like, I. Are, are we at like 40 minutes now? 36 the this might sound a little selfish but like i don't even do some of these episodes for our people 
Like I had to do some of these episodes for us. Like I want to learn. I need to get away from people. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I want to learn this stuff. So yeah, it will be very interesting for everybody to hear. But I also really want to learn about this because this science, that type of science, I am so dumb with. I am very smart with physics because I can prove it. I can't prove any of this shit. Someone tells me we found Earth and I'm like, cool. What am I going to do to validate this? I'm not going to go see it with the telescope. Do you think there's somebody out there? There has to be somebody out there that's using a telescope to look at every single friggin' star to see if it has a life form on it. There has to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, to an extent, right? Because if we're seeing a star, it already ex- blew up. Yeah, I don't like that either. Because that's, li- that's when a star emits light, is after it explodes. Or and then by the time it takes... That's, that's why. Yeah. Like, by the time the light travels to us what about the north star has it just been exploding for eons i guess yeah the star that harriet used (laughs) (laughs) she did it's not like i'm wrong i need this to load because i found an article that says how the new james webb space telescope could reveal the origins of and I, I, I need it to load, say? man. I need it to load. What a cliffhanger. I know. The origins of... No pun intended, because yeah, really. we're literally going into space. Into space! We'll see. All right. I'm going to try to get it to load. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's... It was this one. It's probably a virus. That's why it's not working. Probably. So I found out that Bank of America spends like 140 million dollars a year on anti-theft protections or something ungodly yeah. isn't that insane so they don't get hacked weren't they still hacked it's pretty accurate dude the landscape for hackers is ever evolving we're basically doing reactive measures we're not doing anything proactive that's what's tough is because hackers can create new shit and we have to react to it we, we're not able to, like, do anything proactive. Like, you can put up defenses to capture some of the stuff, but from an intuitive standpoint, we're not going to know what the next thing is until somebody exploits it. So you're investing all this money to prevent previous hacks from going through, but somebody will just create something new. Isn't that annoying? Yeah, absolutely. But that's the name of the game. That's why I have job security, bro. Well, the article loaded. Nailed it. So we're, basically what we're trying to do is find the Big Bang, essentially. Because that's what started everything. I still don't understand how we can find that, though. It happened. Well, God. Okay, so... Are you going to be like, yeah, there's Jesus right there. We see him (laughs) on the telescope. He's right here. (laughs) He's right here. Okay, he's been living in our midst. When the James Webb Space Telescope launched on Christmas, it will begin a multi-year mission to help humankind catch a glimpse of the origins of the universe. The telescope is equipped with the most sophisticated array of stargazing equipment ever assembled, and it will be able to peer into the farthest reaches of space some 13.8 billion light years away. Well, this is 4.2 trillion, so... The data it collects will allow Earth-bound scientists to better understand the formation of stars and galaxies just after the Big Bang. When the lights turned on in the universe, that's what Webb is trying to see, says the NASA project manager who worked on the thing. So that's good. Thank you. Like, that kind of helps, right? Webb is designed to capture more distant light than any of its predecessors, aiming to examine the first stars in the universe due to its range of sight, which is what we went over with light, right? So... The first galaxies were formed a billion years ago. (laughs) So Webb is trying to see that, as well as everything after up to about 14 billion years ago. 
13.8 to be exact. So the region of space scientists are trying to observe is so far away that only faint traces of light and heat are detectable from Earth because it's been so long. Yeah. So to overcome this, this $10 billion telescope needs to be able to see through various... In- $10 billion? Yeah. It needs to be able to see through various interstellar objects that would otherwise obstruct its view. Here's how it works. Are you ready? Are you sitting? Yeah. Well, I know you are. Thank God we're not sitting are. in those awkward podcast chairs. But anyways, <laughs> we'll plug those I in, a, we in a photo. Yeah. <laughs> those are the worst. Okay. So the key to Webb's deep space vision is its ability to sense infrared light. That's literally what we talked about. It's not helping. We need better. Past telescopes have been able to capture infrared light, but only in a more limited range of wavelengths. Webb will fill a large gap by detecting light waves from the earliest stars and galaxies in the universe. Okay. It orbit, it's orbiting a million miles away. The heat of the sun can easily interfere with Webb's sensitive infrared detectors. That's why it's equipped with a shield to reflect the heat. Webb must also be positioned at a Goldilocks location for telescopes almost one million miles away from Earth, a spot that, gravitationally speaking, is not too far and not too close. So it's going to orbit 340 miles above Earth's surface. Or, I'm sorry, Hubble is. Hubble's 340 <laughs> miles away. Can you imagine? You have, like, the shot framed up in the telescope, and you just start moving because you're rotating in space. <laughs> you're like, Brian, stop this thing. I can't get a good picture of I'm getting nauseous. <laughs> if an you got to wait another 20 years. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> if an infrared telescope, such as the Webb, were in a similar spot, light and heat from the sun, Earth and the moon would drown out the faint signals it was designed to detect so instead it's going to be positioned a million miles away from earth to a spot known as the second Lagrange point or l2 it's basically like a, a relay point once it reaches l2 its sun shield will help keep the infrared sensor and other instruments chilled to a temp of a mere negative 370 degrees damn webb's l2 orbit around the sun will be in sync with earth's so it can be in constant communication with its home base Okay, that's pretty smart. L2 is one of five points where the gravitational pull of the sun and Earth is balanced enough to allow a small object, such as a satellite, to remain in a fixed orbit. It's easy to get there and easy to orbit. L2's orbits along with the Earth, so we'll have access to any point in the sky. It's a supersized mirror. Thanks to Webb, scientists will be able to produce images at a higher resolution than what was possible with any other infrared telescope before it. The key is Webb's large mirror, whose 18 hexagonal Gonial pieces will help it absorb as much infrared light as possible. Okay. Got it. They're going to launch it. Okay. They're going to put it in a rocket. Once on course for L2, it'll emerge from the rocket. And then it'll boost with a propeller at a speed of 25,000 miles an hour to escape Earth's gravity. We're almost there. Okay. After seven weeks in space, the mirror will swing open and Webb will be fully deployed. So when is this going to... Seven weeks from Christmas? Uh, yeah, like, it's a thing as of Christmas. This weighs 14,300 pounds on Earth. Okay. That's that's a couple tons. It's like two and a half, three tons? No, a ton is 2,000, right? Yeah, it's, a yeah. ton is 2,000 yeah, pounds. Right. So yeah, you're looking at like seven tons. So what happens next? The 
observatories expected to begin sending science data back to Earth six months after deployment. The initial mission is to explore the moments after the Big Bang. It'll last five to ten years, though if all goes well, it could, it could be extended. It expects a telescope's contribution to science and our curiosity to be profound. Some of the greatest discoveries are likely to be answered are likely to be answers to questions that no one has asked yet. Some of Webb's greatest discoveries are likely to be answers to questions that no one has asked yet. That's fascinating. So it kind of answered questions, but it really didn't doesn't, answer questions. Doesn't the whole point of religion, like, not believe in the Big Bang and that God created everything? Will this throw everything off if they figure it out that, like, there was a Big Bang? Well, that was kind of always a blend between religion and science, right? Like, where science short fell, religion stepped in and, you know, you know gave people... Do you think religion religion's gone by the wayside once you figure out that the Big Bang was real? I mean, do you think religion has gone by the wayside anyways? Yeah. Then there's your answer. But there's still a lot of people that believe. Well, yeah. So here's the real question. I mean, dude, stuff. there's what? There's 7 billion people on Earth. There's like a billion <laughs> ca- Christians. Yeah. So 6 billion people are wrong. That's right. like, that's a, that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, what? A, so here's the real question. Is this worth it? Is what worth it? Like finding this whole thing out. Is this worth, like, the $10 billion telescope all the time and effort into this, the countless research to go back and just see? Like, is this worth it? Is all this money we're dumping into this worth it? It sure is. (laughs) Who cares? It's already done. Well, I know, but is this a good use of our taxpayer dollars? (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, though, do you think that it's worth it? Do you you think that it's it's not going to change anything? It was $10 billion, right? Just for the telescope. Yeah, so Elon paid for that this year. <laughs> yeah, with his taxes. <laughs> so who cares? <laughs> it's it's peanuts, dude, in the, in the grand scheme of things. Well, I know that, but do you still think it's worth it? Yeah. At least then we get answers, and then we're going to find the other folk out there, you know? What do you think would happen? A war, obviously. Really? Of course. We'll just rape and pillage their whole planet. <laughs> or they come and do it here. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Absolutely. Do you think we're equipped? Absolutely not. If they can get here... We're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) We still got something floating out into space for 70 years. It's not even a quarter of the way there. We don't even know our own oceans. It's true. Yeah. And all of a sudden, some other force is going to show up. So why aren't we doing that? Why are we trying so hard to figure out the Big Bang when we don't know anything about our ocean? Shouldn't we be investing money? We need Nicolas Cage on this case. (laughs) Of course we do. (laughs) Dude, we do a lot of things wrong. I mean, we have a super pandemic and our southern border is wide open. Explain that. Right. You know, we have other treatments available, but we're only focusing on vaccines. Explain that. Like, the CDC mishandled this to such an extent they should all be fired. Mm -hmm. So it it doesn't surprise me that we're focusing on space before we're focusing on our own planet and and Earth and the oceans and littering. Dude, you know what? They they carbon dated a mask, a a disposable mask that we're supposed to wear because it's supposed to solve everything. Guess how long it takes to decompose. Oh, geez. I don't even want to know. 450 years. Really? 450 years. You know how many of them are on the ground right now? Dude, there's like 2.1 billion masks added to the ocean since the pandemic. It's disgusting. And each one is 450 years to decompose. That's gross. Gross. But here we are, trying to be good people. It's all a sham. Don't even get me started. (laughs) It's all a sham. We don't even know what's going on. All right, we got 10 minutes left. We got to talk about the bills. Our boys. Okay. Good game. It was a very good game, right? Allentown. Just 
leaps over City Hall. What he's, do you think of it? He's our Lord and Savior. That's what do he you is. think that that showing against New England, who is supposedly like the number two defense since Week Six, do you think that showing against New England is a Super Bowl pl- a contending team? Because I personally do. Not saying we would m- get there, but that performance during that game, every single part of our team fired. The only thing that didn't was Emmanuel Sanders and Jay Kumaro. Those are the only two people that didn't do very well. But other than that. I mean, there was one play for Jake. There was a couple for Emmanuel. Yeah. And Jake still had a good game. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I, dude. The only thing we didn't get to see was our special teams. Right. Can you imagine being Reed? Right. <laughs> this is the easiest job ever. Yeah. Well, he still had to kick field goals, but. He, well, had, a, he, had, a, he had a couple snaps, but yeah. he was chilling. Yeah. He was chilling. Just imagine Hawk or Hake, whatever his last name is. He didn't yeah. have to do anything. Dude, they're saying that he might be gone. I wouldn't doubt it. We got that dude from Scotland. Well, we brought him in just for COVID protocols. That's what I heard, is that we brought him uh-huh. in. Yeah, really. But, I mean, he hasn't been bad. No, he hasn't dude. Been stellar, but Let, he hasn't been bad. So, the week before the Patriots, who did we play? Uh, uh, Carolina. Hold on, because I, I was going back and forth with with him, saying, like, dude, this is that was disgusting. That punt was just dumb. With who? Read. That's cool. Yeah, because I, I had the first overtime punt. Who did we go to overtime against? Tampa. Yeah, the Tampa Bay punt where he punted it like sixty-five yards and downed it on the like five. Yeah. I, um, I, I texted Reed and I was like, the first OT punt by Hake. I was like. Uh, me, that was beautiful. I'm like, part of my language, but it's necessary there. I uh, left my ass off, and then he he hearted it, and then he's like, right. I mean, it's like, it was disgusting. That yeah. punt was absurd. And then he just, it just died as yeah. soon as it hit the ground. So it's not like he's bad. But and he's very consistent. Yeah. But my only, my only gripe is that he takes forever to punt. Yeah. Bajorquez was bombing it too but he was very inconsistent yeah like one out of every five would go off of the side of his foot out of bounds <laughs> yeah. so like i can understand why we let him go i loved the dude but i can understand why i let him go yeah this dude's awesome i mean he's very consistent it's just not everything is 60 yards mm-hmm. one out of every five is probably 60 the rest are between 40 and 50 which i'll take i mean hang time is key yeah you oh, know yeah, absolutely but it's yeah it's it's wild but i to answer your question, I don't think we'll shut people up or get any respect as a team. I mean, dude, the, the amount of missed calls were disgusting against the Bills. Oh, 100%. The, and I understand there's Patriots fans that listen to this. So, yes, the, the Hughes thing on the sidelines with your pretty boy Mac, whatever, right? Like, there's, there's missed calls on both sides of the game. I'm not going to say that the refs threw the game because there was just zero execution in regards to the Patriots. And conversely, it's very easy for us to say that the Bills lost Tampa Bay because of refs, yeah. because that was egregious. But there's that. I don't think we're going to shut anybody up until we actually win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So I don't know when that's going to happen or how, but it historically, we lost, historically we turn it on now yeah, when, at this point in the season. When we lost to the Patriots, the entire New England like sports channels were saying that the Bills Super Bowl winners closed. It's like, what are you talking about? Do you even watch our They're games? All garbage. You're dude. so stupid. Did you hear that one caller that called into the Boston? No. Show. Which one? Some Boston fan called in and called uh, for 
Mac Jones to basically just be like gone. He's like he's not the answer. The Which answer is true. He goes the answer to everyone's Super Bowl dreams and to owning a franchise for 20 years is on the other side of the ball. His name is Josh Allen. He's 6'5", 240, and he runs around you. He can throw it 90 miles an hour into the wind, and Mac Jones struggles, and he's garbage, and he just, like, went off the rails and then just, like, blew up the whole sportscaster guys on on the local radio. It's the sister channel for 550 on on the Odyssey app. No free (laughs) shout-outs. And... We were all just like dying laughing, like man, that's amazing. Yeah. But over there, they're like, "Right, man, like bringing the heat, like calm down." So, when do you think it's appropriate to brand yourself with like your own brand? Like Mac Jones came out, and he's like, "I'm Mac Ten, or I'm MJ Ten." It's like, dude, you're creating a brand for yourself already. Like that's pretty early, well, right? It's the Patriots. What do you expect? Well, Tom the- Brady didn't do that until like TB12 when he was like his sixth year in. You're doing this your rookie year, and you haven't proven I mean, to anything be f- yet. To be fair, six years into Tom Brady's career was like three decades ago, so things were a little different sure. in regards to the business, right? But like, still, like, you don't see any quarterback doing that right now. No. It's because Mac Jones is a tool, and he's a New England Patriot, and all the fans are tools, and they're all corporate, and I they're just stand they're them, so annoying. I can't stand them. They're just annoying fans, really. I'm really mad that Zach Wilson beat Trevor Lawrence, though. I was actually rooting hard for Trevor. I still have to watch those highlights. I haven't seen anything. It was bad. Oh, I mean, what else is new? Zach Wilson ran for like an 80-yard touchdown. <laughs> he didn't fall like your boy? No, dude. Danny Dimes? <laughs> Danny Dimes. God, dude. Dude, that was the most embarrassing football highlight. <laughs> he sounded like the five, and he just Do you think? Okay, so here's the question. Do you think Danny Dimes falling on the five is more embarrassing than Marky Mark Sanchez running into his own guard <laughs> and fumbling? <laughs> <laughs> Which one's more embarrassing for a New Jersey football team? <laughs> and you heard that right, mega fan, New Jersey football team. It's got to be Danny, right? Because he legitimately fell out of order. Has you have you ever ran so fast? Yes, I've done it before. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but Playing running close. into your own guy yeah. and fumbling. Yeah, and they're like, weren't they in their own end? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think they were. Dude, it's so bad. Oh, so so thanks for our sponsors. Yeah. So do you do you think that? After what we've done for the second half of the Tampa game, that's the new talking point. After the Tampa game, the second half, we've been amazing. Do you think that we've played like a Super Bowl team since then or no? No. Do you think that we'll make it past one win? I think we'll get – if we keep doing what we're doing, we'll win one round in the playoffs. I don't think we're going to the Super Bowl. We, we don't – we're not that complete. Yeah. And, dude, like I Our told you earlier line today – was amazing during the game, they, but they also didn't blitz they, at all. I'm, yeah, Which I mean, was stupid they rushed. They rushed a couple, but it wasn't. It was because we were showing too many looks. They couldn't blitz. We kept switching things up because we finally used everybody on the roster. Thank God. Thanks, Brian. And thankfully, they started using Devin Singletary as a lead back and stopped splitting it with everybody. I know. Get him so, to momentum. I yeah. And well, to be fair, he's playing out of his mind because he knows yeah. things are up in the air in regards to running back. So there's that too. But what was the point I was going to make? And then you distracted me again, Derek. Oh, dude. I don't remember either. It's driving me nuts. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, that's what it was. We're we're not that complete. I mean, if the season ended right now, like today, while we're filming, we host the Colts at home round one. I don't think we're beating the Colts right now. I'm so torn on the Colts because 
Carson Wentz is terrible. Yeah, but dude, when they need to play, Taylor just erupts. Right. And he breaks one for 70, and he, like, laughs at you while he's half running and then takes it to the house. Like, I, yeah, it's not... Good. But I don't see them winning a Super Bowl either because they have so many flaws, too. They're not going. The who's, only team... Who's I don't in even, the Super Bowl? I don't even know, to be honest. From the AFC standpoint, I have zero idea. I don't trust Kansas City's offense at all right now. They Mahomes look looks like he's injured. He does not look like he's playing well at all. He's probably too busy keeping his brother's mouth shut. God, he's so annoying. Okay, so Kansas City, definitely not. Cincinnati, no. I don't see them winning. They're too up and down also. Tennessee Titans, no. No, because... I don't see him in the Super Bowl. I see yeah. him doing like... Like you what know, we're doing, one game and yeah, out. Yeah, one or two games and out. Then it's us, and then who else is there? Chargers, absolutely not. They just lost last night to friggin' uh, what's it called? Who did they lose to last night? Who are the Chargers? Yeah. They lost to the Texans. Yeah, they lost to the Texans. After that, Baltimore and New England. I don't see any of them making it to the Super Bowl. It's wide open from an AFC standpoint. I'm not... Who in the uh, NFC is going? Let me put it going? this way. Green Bay. You They're think Green Bay is going to the Super Bowl? Dude, yes. Rodgers is on a whole different level. <laughs> he called out the whole franchise. Dude, he's like, he's by so the way, funny. I'm going to throw this whole thing on my back. Yeah, he's so fun to watch. He's just amazing. I can see that making it to the Super Bowl. I can't... I think it's going to be... Green Bay and Buffalo Super Bowl. All right, you heard it here first. Say a prayer. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what James Webb's telescope comes back with in yeah. a couple of years while we're still, you know, doing the show. Probably have okay, only, so, like, half another sponsor, but it's yeah. fine. What if in, like, 100 years they go back on the telescope and they see us sitting here, like, doing this podcast? All right, everybody. We will see you next week. Thank you all for your time and attention, effort, and support. And we will be back next week for another nonsense-filled hour of whatever comes up in conversation. We appreciate all and any support. Make sure you're subscribed if you are not to our YouTube channel. We're on the road to a million. <laughs> and we will uh, see you here next week. I cannot wait until we're actually on the road to a million. How cool would that be? Oh, it's going to be sweet. Billion. <laughs> Then it's going to be on the road to a million. And then YouTube's going to be like, you're all dumb. We're shutting down because we can't exist anymore. (laughs) All right, everybody. We will see you. And you. Next week. Thank you, everybody. Please remember to drink responsibly. Be a good person. And Michael. Don't litter. (laughs) We're burning this pill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.